What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman, whoever you are, wherever you are listening from. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I really appreciate you continuing down this path with me. And if you're a brand new listener, thank you so much for hopping aboard a pirate ship. March4th.podbean.com is the host site for this podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at March4thPod. And you boys getting a little profesh. You know, I got me a link tree now, one of them link trees. Y'all got them link trees. That was so cheesy, but I do. I have a link tree now, so if you go to Instagram and choose to follow me at March 4th Pod, uh, you can click that link tree, and you'll see the podcast site, which has past episodes. You can see my bio, learn a little bit more about me, and then you can go to, uh, I don't know why I'm doing a little Southern, kind of like a middle-aged Southern woman, goes to church, likes their biscuits, likes to do some gardening and read the Bible. I'm out my life with a little bit of love, some muffins, and some Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't know what that voice is, but it's Friday. It's my favorite day of the week, so darn it, I'm going to do it. But uh, you can go to the link tree. You can check out my bio. You can check out past episodes. There's links to my socials on there. There's contact information, all that good stuff. So, you know, if you're a band listening to this and you want to get on the pod, you can go there. Uh, and I don't got a lot of followers on Instagram right now, dudes, because I'm relatively new and I'm figuring this stuff out. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of strategies going on out there when it comes to the music and the interwebs. Don't know if you know that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, man. I had like a good workout this morning, but I haven't gotten a lot of sleep this week. And uh, I'm just excited to do the show, right? I mean, why else would I be doing it if I didn't enjoy it? You know what I'm saying? But uh, I hope you all are doing well. Hopefully you're in a in a abnormally good mood like I am right now. I'm just I'm just happy, man. It's Friday. Got the NBA All-Star stuff coming up, I think. I mean, I don't know if fans are going to be there, but I think they're still going to do the All-Star stuff. So that's always like mid-February. Um, a few weeks away from my 33rd birthday. So, uh, you know, trying to stave off this dad bod, it's kind of sad when you don't have kids and, uh, you know, you got like the dad bod going on and I, I like, you know, and again, nothing, if you're listening to this, I hope I'm not losing listeners like, Hey, I'm a dad and I occasionally like a milkshake. What's wrong with that? I work hard for my money and I just don't have as much time to exercise. Don't internalize it. I'm not attacking you, bruh. All right. I'm just saying, you know. I used to be able to eat whatever I wanted, had the metabolism of a, I don't even friggin' know, like a friggin' wolf, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I sound like uh, Zach Galifianakis in uh, The Hangover, one man wolf pack, metabolism, I have the metabolism of a wolf, um, but I did, man, when I was younger, and I think, you know, it was I used to work at a hospital when I was in college and stuff, and was running up and down steps every day delivering medical supplies and whatnot so I pretty much just burned it all off and now it's like if I look at something it's like my lower belly is just like yo what's up so anyway I, I, I've been committing to exercising not as like a new year's resolution or anything like that but uh, I thought you know what man I want to get back in, in in good shape and you know for the I don't know what it is man I eat a lot of organic stuff but like it's frozen so I don't know maybe there's other stuff in there that's not as healthy as you think it is know what I'm saying you know but uh, I was really making it a goal for myself to get back into like 
you know, really good shape for me anyway, by the time I hit my 33rd birthday. And, uh, you know, I don't know if those abs are going to happen. Sad. I might have like a three and a half pack instead of a sixth pack. And that might sound kind of vain to some of you. It might. But, uh, you know, when I work out, I feel better. So there you go. So I would encourage you as well to try it. You know, you put on some tunes, you get a nice, uh, nice exercise in, and, uh, and then, then you, you know, you eat your muffins and you, there I go back to the Southern lady. Anyway, I promise you, I will get this train back on the tracks, but thank you for listening. Say some prayers for me and the dad bod, uh, because I'm trying to stave it off as long as possible. Um, and hopefully my hair stays there on my head. Uh, right now it's decent. I got a decent head of hair. Shout out to my girlfriend, Trina. She does a good job cutting it and styling it. And uh, shout out to my good friend, Sarah, by the way, if you listen to this, I love you, Sarah. I miss you. Um, She originally cut my hair and that's how I met my girlfriend. There you go. Guys, I'm going all over the place and we're five minutes in. And some of you guys are going to be like, what is this dude talking about? I tried out a new podcast and I'll tell you what, that boy just started going all over the place. It was like, what's happening right now? I don't like roller coasters. And I don't like people who aren't on track with things. Um, but yeah, so a couple of weeks till the birthday. And uh, yeah, it's the weekend, dudes. I feel good. But this week's episode is somebody who is from my hometown. I was actually um, put in touch with him by John Amato from Jupe Mode. So if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure you go check out that one. That was a couple of weeks ago in January. Great guy, but... Uh, this is a guy who I ended up finding out I had some stuff in common with. You know, he was born at Toledo Hospital like me. He uh, has a mom who's a nurse like me. He loves music like me. And he also moved to Nashville like me. And that is none other than producer and singer-songwriter Stephen Mullen, who creatively goes under the name Thunder Lily. And uh, he's a really interesting guy, man. It was great to catch up with him. He was, uh, you know, super appreciative to be on the pod, and, and we just had a really fun conversation about music and his musical journey. To give you a little bit of background, at one point he was doing like right around 300 gigs a year, you know, everything from like shows to like nursing homes and everything that you'll hear about. But for those of you from the Midwest who are familiar with Red Wanting Blue and Acoustacuca, he did shows with them back in the day. There's actually a video on YouTube uh, if you Google Jute Mode or go to YouTube, type in Jupe Mode, J-U-P-M-O-D-E. I'll put up the links to it too, make it easy for you. But a performance called We're Strong for Toledo, and Stephen was a part of that. So he actually came down, as you'll hear, to Nashville about a year before me. So it was just one of those things, you know, where you talk to somebody and uh, it's the first time you've talked to them, but you feel like you've known them and you feel like, you know, like somebody like that's an old friend that you just have a lot of stuff in common with. So it was really cool, but... uh, as I mentioned, he goes under the creative music name Thunder Lily. He released an LP called Volume 1, which came out back in May of 2020. And uh, in addition to that, he put out new singles like every full moon in 2020. So I think he had around like 10 new singles. And, um, you know, the vibe of it, it's it's cool. There's some synthy elements in it. There's some... Um, some kind of like 80s vibe in it. There's pop and indie vibes in it. It's very ethereal, very creative. Um, it's it's cool, man. It's a, it's you can't you can't really put it in a box or a genre, which is what I really love about what he's doing. So it was a lot of fun to talk to him about uh, his musical journey and being down in Nashville and just 
just in general a good conversation man so without further ado i'm gonna shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with stephen mullen aka thunder lily here it is off dude uh thanks again for taking the time steven i really appreciate it and do you do you prefer steven or steve just yeah, i, I want to make sure I be... steven's good steven's good okay cool yeah, thank you um because i'm the same That's way I, you know i'm michael but uh, you know most people who know me call me mike or or, or if they're really close to me mikey you know so <laughs> so yeah. i figured you know if if you're going by steven mullen i'm like steven's probably what he prefers so i don't want to call you steve the whole time but um, for now, I may change my name to like Chipmunk or something. Though. Yeah, man. Like the artist formerly known as Prince, you know? <laughs> now known as, as Chipmunk. Now known as Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I this isn't even, maybe this is a weird place to start this thing, but I've been on like a huge, <laughs> huge Prince kick lately. And I, I read a recent interview uh, that you did. I think it was with Music Mecca where you referenced him. And I was like, oh, that's like a weird universe kind of kind of link there i mean granted yeah, prince is one of the most famous artists and talented musicians ever to walk the planet so it's not super uncommon that somebody else would be into prince but i just thought that was funny i have recently i think what's inspiring about him too is anyone who's that prolific there's this certain amount of like wow that's a he must have i wonder how he viewed what he was doing and just how he approached what he's doing. Um, yeah, I just love the way I love the way the music grooves too. It just has like a. It just it sounds like someone having fun. Yeah, yeah. Like within the last week, I I went through most of his catalog in the eighties. You know. Um, and then he did like the bat the music for Batman in like eighty nine or whatever. And I've I've listened to that previously too. And the, yeah, there's you, you could tell there was a lot of different avenues that he covered in his sound. I mean, obviously he's a prolific singer, uh guitar player, but the piano, the the rock elements, the the funk elements, like it was just um it, it it was very uniquely him. And you know, and even though I'm somebody at heart who's kind of like a I would say more of a, a a metal head and you know growing up uh with my dad being into classic rock my mom being into a lot of the 80s and like new wave and yeah. you know the 80s pop and stuff and then my oldest brother was uh you know into the heavy stuff in the 90s like that's the music that i love but uh but i love 80s music and and i love prince man he's just a unique soul i feel like well i think too the so much at least for us and in our generation, so much of it was we were getting exposed to things per where we were living. So if you're growing up in Ohio, there's a certain um, you're getting exposed to a certain amount of music. And a lot of that is rock and roll up in Ohio and metal. And um, For me, it was a little different, but I just know just on on the radio, it's pumping certain stuff and um we live in a totally different age now where you can, it's so easy to listen to a, you can listen to Prince just as fast as you can listen to something that came from uh, like Chinese gamelan music or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, for you, man, you know, so for people listening to this, like I grew up in Toledo and I'm, and I'm pretty sure you're, you know, from the research that you're a Northwest Ohio guy too, right? Yeah, I grew up in, t- I, I, you said you, you, uh, uh, Toledo Hospital earlier when we were talking. Um, yeah. I was born in Toledo, at Toledo Hospital. Right on, man. Yeah. So for you to, to, to take it back, Stephen, like. You know, um, one thing I like to ask, not that all of these are, are the same because we're all unique and I, I like to let the conversation flow. But one thing I'm always curious about is, as somebody who loves music is, um, you know, what what was like your earliest music memory and or like the first musical experience that grabbed you? Because I think for people who, who really share that love of music, whatever genre it is or just in general, there's there's kind of that moment in time or that album that or that song or that, you know, friend or parent or relative that kind of introduces you to something and it, and it kind of grabs you do you do you remember what that moment was for you yeah i had a, i had a few moments like that um i remember singing in the shower when i was a little kid and i'd oh, 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 oh. what is this like what is yeah. this thing that, what is this thing that's happening right now i don't I don't know what it what it is, and my um, my brothers would sing a little bit, and um, that was ins- inspiring to me. And I remember, um, I think it was maybe Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something. They have the scene where he sings. Um, did he sing "Shake It a Baby"? Maybe did he sing that? Twist and shout. Yep, and that. I remember just like loving that, and then I would like act it out in the living room. I think um, I remember that, like singing was just so fun. And also, I played chopsticks on the piano when I was a kid once, and like held down the sustain pedal. And I remember this feeling when I when I played chopsticks, and then held the sustain pedal down. It was like, what is this? Yeah. What is this? This is like another reality or something. Like I've never, I don't know what this feeling is, but it was, um, it still fascinates me. Like I still think of that moment. That's awesome, man. And so as you, as you came up, like, uh, you know, did you take, um, you know, cause obviously in your sound, like it, it, there's definitely a lot of there's definitely a lot of avenues that 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 you cover, you know, with with Thunder Lily, like, you know, the volume one LP was awesome. There there was like synthy vibes on there. There was acoustic vibes on there. And then all the singles that you put out in 2020, you know, I, I enjoyed the synthy elements, but I also enjoyed just the the songwriter nature of it. So so growing up, I mean, what what instruments did you start to, you know, get exposed to or, or learn on? I primarily um sang and i didn't really play any instruments um i took piano lessons a little bit and i couldn't stand them because i remember it was it was like i don't want to do the work to do that i could go (laughs) outside with my friends you know and it was it sort of took a while to actually appreciate the value of practicing um but when I was, yeah, when I was growing up, um, I, sort of my first 
thing was um, singing, singing in the church. And then that moved into me singing classical music. So my primary background was as just a classical singer and in musical theater. And I didn't actually pick up instruments until sort of later started to fiddle on the drums. Um, and it wasn't really until I was 18 that I started playing. Um, I started learning key, like piano a little more and finally could tell the difference. Um, do you play instruments? Um, so, so since we're in Nashville and there's, there's a lot of talented people like yourself down here, I will tell you that I noodle on, on my guitar. I, I have a, an electric guitar and like a, a Vox, uh, amplifier that I've had since I was like 19, but, uh, I'd never have practiced enough to even, I would say, classify as a novice. So I, I would like to say that I have fun on the guitar, but I'm like a bedroom guitar player, man. I, I don't know that I could... I could hang with some of the cats down here like yourself, but, but it's fun. I enjoy it. I've always been fascinated by guitar. We can, I mean, it just depends what the situation is. Like we can all, um, we're just hanging out and jamming. Like everyone can hang. Yeah. You know, um, bedroom guitar is cool. If you like doing it, it's fun. Uh, that's all that matters. That's yeah. Um, the, uh, so growing up, yeah, I, I I didn't get into keyboards until later and sort of like studying music theory helped me a lot to, um, to kind of navigate these different things as I fell in love with studying writing. And um, it's really been mostly um, just a gradual process of picking up new instruments and trying to be as um yeah like learning them and then um when you start kind of like trying to make money as a musician it then forces you to kind of have to practice extra hard because you're like practicing to live you know yeah so, um it wasn't until I was older that I really had to like seriously practice so that I could even go like pay rent for playing whatever song I had to on keyboards or something like that. So it's sort of been this long evolution of things where um, all basically driven by whatever instruments could be accompanying instruments for me to be able to sing. Yeah. And, 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 Correct me if I'm wrong, but I was reading that 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 there there's been a point along the way where you were you were doing something like 300 gigs a year, and uh, like where did you read that? Oh man, I read it on um some music biography site. Yeah, unless yeah, that's that's true. I um, it, I mean, when you're just like any any person who's um self-employed, um, you have to keep track of what you're doing. You know? Yeah. Um. So especially up in up in like Toledo, um, I mean, yeah, you're you sort of have to float with the opportunities you have, and that um, I don't, you know, I'm coming this from having no experience, having ever done any of these sorts of things. So I'm sort of just learning as I go, and uh, yeah, I'd play at like nursing homes up in uh, and assisted living centers. Um, 
I, I was at a point where I was doing, yeah, like every single day I would have a different gig playing somewhere um, where I was uh, entertaining or uh, playing in the studio or just all sorts of hodgepodge gigs. Yeah, because I saw that I was like, man, that is that is putting in some serious work, man. Three three hundred shows a year. Um, you know what what did what did you what did you learn the most about about that time? I mean, because I feel like, um, you know, as, as somebody who's like a fan of comedy too, you know, uh, it seems there seems to be a kind of a similar um, kind of path in terms of music as well, where you know you're not going to get any better as a comedian, right? If you don't get up on the stage, like you can be a really good studio musician, musician, but if you want to actually sure. perform, like you got to get those reps in. And I, I would think as a musician too, it's, it's similar in that, like, you know, if you, you know, like you were talking about, you know, just playing even to survive, playing music to, to pay the rent and whatnot. Like I'm sure those gigs and that, that experience. Um, I also read in there that you had, you know, shows that you had with like, Red Wanting Blue and Acoustic Hookah and some for some people who listen to this who are from yeah, the Midwest yeah. or Ohio, they'll know who those bands are like. But what was that like, man, just as a, as a young dude, uh, you know, cutting your teeth, playing, playing those kind of shows in, in all different avenues like you talked about, nursing homes and stuff, too? I think it. Um, it was just a constant learning experience where I was able, I think, for any of us that are. Um, like doing this sort of sort of similar thing where you're learning as you go um but also you get to watch other performers and stuff but then you going up there on the actual stage like getting used to the pressure that sort of your brain turns on in a different way and learning okay how can i in many environments, how can I serve here? I'm here to serve. This is music. I'm here to serve this need, maybe. Or in other situations, maybe you're um, you're serving yourself, maybe more than you are serving the crowd or whatever it is. There's it becomes more of like a spirit, a lesson in like spirituality. Um, in addition to learning, like really wonderful things about jazz being all about playing to the room and um, a genre like a jam band learning that, okay, I have to be a role player in this. And right now my, my position playing keyboards in this jam band is to support the guitar player, but stay in the moment. And you, you sort of get to learn these things from other people. So I think that's the, um, what doing all that was, is I got to learn almost like an education uh it's just a continual education from learning by doing the things yeah yeah and and they they say what experience is the is the best teacher right so it's a brutal um, teacher <laughs> <laughs> but a good one and and it and i think you learn over time um that some days like you're going to have one um you're really lucky if you have a, a good gig um, once a week, you know? Um, it's a, when, when anything's a job, you know, it's a job. And, um, and you're really lucky to have your job, but you, you sort of learn to balance the roller coaster ride because it's, um, 
you're going into so many different environments and you're trying to basically tune into those rooms, right? Yeah. Um, so much like with the comedian, like a lot of the learning is learning by failing, which is sort of harsh, but um, but it kind of deepens your love for um, the actual craft, I think. So it's this constant balance of like the art and craft. And I want to I want to touch back on you mentioned the the spiritual part of it, right? Um, sure. And there's definitely uh, uh, like a you know in in listening to to, to Thunder Lily, especially there's there's an ethereal kind of quality to it where the the music really you know, and I think if you you know whatever artist that you're really into or whatever genre of music you're you're really into, the you know music is a powerful force and that it does take you somewhere else. But definitely with your music, man, like there was, there was like, like it was, uh, it was a cool experience listening to that for real. And I'm not just saying that, uh, because you were kind enough to do the show, man. Like I really dug it. And I wanted to touch on that, that spiritual part of it that you talked about, because I've always told people like, you know, um, I'm like, man, like whoever your favorite artist is or band is like, you got to see them live. Like it's, it's different from listening to the CD. It's, it really is like a spiritual experience going to a concert and the energy of the room. Like you're talking about that and being with, you know, like, you know, whether it's 20 people or a hundred people or a thousand or 10,000 or 20,000 people in an arena show, like if you're there with other people and they have that same love and passion for, the song that's playing and they're singing it and the artist is singing it. Like it really is, is it is an experience that kind of takes you somewhere else. So can you kind of touch on sort of, you know, that spiritual part of it for you, you know, especially cause it sounds like it's always been there for you coming up, you know, doing it in church and, uh, and singing in church and then transitioning it to, to what you're doing now. I mean, is that maybe that's too broad of a question, but I, I do think no, it's like sure. an interesting thread to the music, you know? Um, the, I, I think maybe the simplest answer is just, I love, um, music has played such a, like being able to play it and studying it is a certain fascination that I have, but just seeing it, seeing the way it connects people. Um, and it's, it's almost like you walk into a room, right? And my role might be the one that is playing the piano and singing, right? And so then my job is to sort of like, um, do that. But then someone else might be there and maybe they're, um, they're just listening, right? And we're almost like on the same, we can unite kind of on the same front where there's no, like, what I'm doing has, and what they're doing, yeah, sure, they're totally different, but it's such a, it's such an inclusive space um, that it becomes, the heady part of it becomes where I've gone into some like scenes like uh, I'll see someone play at an open mic night and I'll be so touched by how genuinely 
they're connecting with. And it's just interesting how we all connect through this language. And it's a language we all speak, whether we like know it or not. And it's all, it's all so subjective that I think, um, I think that's maybe the, I'm sort of just fascinated by it spiritually. And I love just seeing people come together. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it, and especially down here where, where we are in, in Nashville, uh, I mean, there's, I think that's one of the coolest and most beautiful aspects of this city is, uh, you know, you can go to a little hole in the wall bar and you see somebody singing their heart out, or uh, I see a guy playing, you know, the guitar and I'm like, oh my God, this, this guy's amazing. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, there, there's so much. I what you're talking about, I feel like it exists basically on every corner down here. Like I've I've been to a place in, you know, Franklin for people listening to the south of town, uh, outside of the the city limits. Because I think a lot of people when they think of Nashville, they probably think of Broadway and the honky tonks and whatnot. But I mean, sure. I went to this place in Franklin a, a few years ago and and was listening to this band and they were incredible, you know. And it wasn't in like, you know, some famous music bar here, you know. And so. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's really cool, you know. It doesn't matter what um Yeah, the numbers don't it don't matter. It's like it's just music. Um Yeah, being able to um Yeah, it's such a it's such a mysterious thing. Um but it's definitely like I'm sure, like um, you probably have people that you listen to for podcasting, right? Oh, who, for sure, yeah. Who maybe yeah. inspire you, right? Like we're all. Um, yeah, the the, I think this the spiritual side of music is that it's always teaching something. <laughs> it's like, uh, sometimes it's slapping you on the wrist, you know. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still just thinking about that. Um, I think yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, I think it's just spiritual. Like it's, um, it's personal. It's, it's, um, it's a conversation. Yeah, I, you know, and 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 to build on that, I think that's, that's what's cool too about, uh, you know, when you listen to an album, right? Like. You know, sometimes it might be the deep cut, right? Not the single that resonates with you more, you know? And when you go to a show and somebody, you know, busts out that deep cut, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that they, you know, that they played this, right? Um, yeah. and, and things things hit people at different levels, you know? That's why, that's what makes the world go around, right? Like some people, some people are into, you know, hip hop. Some people are into rock. Some people are into, you know, synth wave or indie you know and i think it's um i think it's all necessary you know certainly my tastes as i've gotten older have definitely expanded you know in terms of terms of stuff that maybe when i was 19 20 and maybe i just wanted to like headbang and like rock out and and now that i'm older i you know i like stuff that's got a little bit more atmosphere i, I like a lot of really instrumental cinematic -y type music you know and um so yeah I, I think you're right you know sometimes spiritually yeah you'll hear something and it'll just it'll hit you at your core and then sometimes stuff grows on you. You'll, you'll listen to an album. Maybe the first time you'd be like, yeah, that was cool. 
But then like four years later, you'll revisit the, visit it and you'll hear a song differently than you did the first time you heard it. Because it just your life has changed and you've changed. And so the music means something different to you a few years later, you know? Yeah, the, the sentimental aspect of it is so fascinating because it, you know, when you like you listen to those songs that you listen to when you're younger or something and it, it pulls you right back and you almost it's like this time stamp where you remember. I remember how it felt then. I, rem- I remember, um, and then like uh, you listen to it now, and you have a totally different. It, you just have a totally different relationship with it, and it's it's such just a, an incredible reflection, and it's almost like like listening to songs and just at least for me. It's, um, It's like it's like this diary almost, or for everyone, anything you're consuming, or like, like you remember when you first saw your favorite movie, and then you watch it years later, and it takes on a totally different meaning. Yeah. And it's like the you didn't see what you you didn't see back then, what you see now, and it's um, that becomes part of like kind of fascinating too. It's just how we change and how we grow and how we adapt with our taste. What are you listening? What are you listening to now? Like what? What else? Other than Prince stuff. Other than Prince, yeah. oh man, I love. Uh, I I tell everybody about Alter Bridge. I'm a huge fan of of Alter Bridge. Always been. Um, you know, all the guys in that band I think are great musicians. You know, um, I I think I think Mark Tremonti is. A monster on the guitar he can play anything but you know the other guys scott phillips and brian marshall i think are a very underrated rhythm section um i think miles kennedy is one of the most talented uh musicians on the planet he's a great guitar player and has an amazing voice so i've everybody i meet i always tell them about alter bridge um but yeah i love alter bridge uh you know, and lately, lately, uh, outside of outside of Alter Bridge and Prince, I mean, I'm still, still, like I said, definitely in the heavy metal realm. You know, I love this band, uh, Gojira, uh, from France. Um, Gojira, how do you? Say- yeah, they've you know uh, they've uh, they've really got their own thing going. Um, I I, I uh, heard some of their stuff years ago. I think I, I'm th- I'm going to be 33 in a couple months, and I I heard them when I was like probably like 24 25 they came on my radar i'm still kicking myself for not going to uh a show in detroit when they played with uh mastodon who i got a chance to see in nashville i got a chance to see mastodon at the ryman but so yeah i love i love all that stuff but um but also over the last few years like i said i've gotten really into a lot of post-rock um a lot of a lot of synth wave um a lot of uh you know stuff within like i would say like the washed out you know tame impala um that kind of realm you know um time cop 1983 you know a, a lot of that yeah. stuff uh especially during the day while i'm working and stuff it really it's really stuff that i love to just it it, it just it's like sets the mood it, it it's it's definitely a, like a vibe um i love the new deftones record i think ohms is amazing um so yeah, man, a little a little bit of a little all over the place. Alice in Chains, I you know loved them back in the day. They were one of the first bands that got me into heavy music, um, and I've I've listened to a lot of their stuff uh, lately. I think I think they're really timeless and have made their stamp on rock and roll history. And and those songs never get old. But uh, 
So yeah, that's that's kind of been the main wheelhouse in the last, I would say, probably the last year. You know, that's a that's quite quite the wheelhouse. That um, you brought you brought up a point there that um, that I was just interested in is is how we um, how we choose like based on what we're doing. Like um, like if you're gonna yeah. work out, if you're gonna work out, you're gonna do you're gonna listen to one type of music or a podcast or something like that if you're gonna um be like working on um spreadsheets you're gonna be in a totally different like maybe you might not want to listen to something else if you got if you're bored out of your mind you might listen to something else it's it's uh that's sort of interesting i was thinking about like oh wow you're like you're like pairing music with your work and stuff like that that's that's um that's just sort of an interesting way people do that the way we do that is so interesting yeah it's definitely um it just depends on the mood and the vibe you know what i mean like um you know uh, i i always respect uh you know i always respect like lyrics um you know obviously if i'm listening to rock and roll or metal too i you know just my ear i i hear the guitar first just because that's what i that's what I've just always naturally been attracted to. Like, you know, um, whether it's something where it's like, you know, a song that, you know, doesn't even, it's not even like intricate, super intricate guitar, like free Fallen from Tom Petty is one of my favorite songs of all time. Cause of the, the sentimentality that we're talking about, that was a song that I listened to as a kid with my dad a lot. So I still have a lot of really good memories. And, and to me, that's like a timeless classic. Right. But the guitar and that, you know, I mean, I granted, I probably couldn't play it, but it's not like super, you know, they're not playing like a bunch of arpeggios and scales and stuff. But it's it's, you know, when you hear that come in at the beginning, you know, you know what that song is, if you're familiar with rock and roll and music, you know what I'm saying? So. So, yeah, definitely, it, you know, there is a certain certain vibe, you know, that uh, that goes along with moods and stuff i i don't know maybe that's uh you know i i i uh i'm you know interested in astrology and stuff too so i don't know sometimes like as a pisces it's kind of like a a water sign kind of moody type of sign so yeah yeah i definitely have music that fits the moods man for sure you're a pisces yeah 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 my mom actually she's uh she's somebody who's who's into uh and i feel like some people that they you know that it's a very uh i think it can be a very polarizing thing i I mean i grew up catholic um i definitely believe in god higher power whatever you whatever you want to call it uh and i i feel like things are connected in in weird ways in the universe and i think those moments where you have like deja vu or you have a dream or like you you know, I, I I think there's signs that we get if if our antenna is tuned enough, you know, not to get like too trippy because I'm not a philosopher by any stretch of the imagination. But I do believe we're all connected in some ways. And so but so so stuff like astrology is is very interesting to me um, and like mediumship, uh, palm reading. Like my mom is somebody who's who's does studied she that. She does. Yeah, she wow. does. She's actually thinking about starting like a, a website and stuff. I was like, yeah, mom, go for it for sure. You need to. Um, uh, so, yeah, she does some stuff back home. Uh, she'll go to like uh, events and stuff where there's like palm readers or mediums and stuff. And she'll read people's palms and stuff. And she's 
she's definitely somebody who I would say is a healer. She works in healthcare as well. And, uh, you know, was a registered nurse for over 30 years and still, still puts in pick lines and stuff during these times of COVID and wow. has direct patient interaction. So I think, I think for her, palm reading is very tied into the the spirituality of it. You know, people often confuse it with like, oh, read my palm and tell me like my fortunes and how many kids I'm going to have. And it's more, they don't realize it's more about aspects of your personality and who you are and what, what the lines on your hands mean. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm fascinated by all that stuff, man. Didn't mean to go down a rabbit hole there, but no, yeah. the rabbit hole was good. The rabbit was a good rabbit. Um, that was a, a great rabbit hole. My, uh, you talked, he talked about, uh, just, yeah, just how it works in weird ways where you're connected with these people. And then you're like, Oh yeah, my mom was a nurse. Most of, I mean, she was a long time nurse. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, you grew up Catholic? Oh, yeah, I grew up Catholic. Wow, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> We're talking now. All right. You're a Pisces? I'm a Pisces. That's weird. What? Yeah, like, if you think about it too hard sometimes, <laughs> it can get a little, like, uh, like um, the synchronicities, right? Or the um, just, just, um, how everything is connected is fascinating. I'm saying fascinating a lot. That's my word for it. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. Yeah. And I, you know, and I've, I've read stuff like that too. Like, uh, like Pisces, uh, and again, like, I mean, sometimes the stuff can be super general, right. But that there, there, there yeah. can be like a deep connection with, with, with music because it's sort of, um, like an empathic, type of a sign you know like it's 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 common for people uh who are pisces uh from you know who knows maybe somebody will write me and be like you were really wrong about the stuff you said you should be careful about what you say but um but yeah i mean that you can be like an empath and uh music isn't like a commodity for you it's something that you really connect with like it's it's not something uncommon for a pisces to be drawn to so um, and just speaking for me, yeah, I mean, I've, since I was a kid, like nobody in my family is like, uh, musically or inclined or anything. It's just, uh, I've always loved it. You know, I played sports and stuff growing up and I still love sports as well. But, uh, yeah, m music is endlessly fascinating to me because, and I'm sure, I'm sure you've met people along the way too, Steven, where it's like, um, uh, you meet people where it's like they're their hard drive is filled up, you know, where they're not really interested in listening to anything new. Um, you know what I mean? Like they're like, ah, oh, you know, like I'm, I'm the opposite. Like, yeah, dude, I'll, you know, what, you know, it could be, it, you know, it could be something that I, I don't typically listen to, but I'm, I'm interested to hear what that person has to say, because I know if they took the time to make a song or a record, it's probably deeply personal for them. And even if it might not necessarily be my vibe, there's still some type of connection I'm going to have with it because I respect the work that they put into it. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. You know, getting getting back to like you know music and connecting and stuff. You know, obviously we're we're both in like the Nashville area. At what point along your your path with music, man? Did did you did you kind of make that decision to to come down here? How long how long have you been down here now? Been down here about six years, not seven years ish. Um... And gosh, with with the pandemic, I sort of have lost track. But I moved down here, um, twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah, gosh, and now it's twenty twenty one. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you you came about a year before me, so you were kind of right in the middle of like the boom that was going down here, just in general. Where I, I feel like um, even in the in the almost six years that I've been down here, it's it seems a lot bigger now than it was when I came here. It was definitely you know obviously coming from Toledo, it was a transition. You know, not that Toledo is like a small town, but it's a it's a mid sized city. You know, and uh, here it was like whoa, you know, it feels different. It, um, even um like land wise actual in toledo feels like it, it takes longer to get everywhere but in a place like nashville it's just it's packed with people um and things to do and yeah it's, it's, there's so much there's so much going on here the um i think it for me with playing a lot of i was playing a lot of um different types of gigs up north and Part of appreciating what you got and what you had is also stepping into new waters and trying out like what else is out there? What other um, what other opportunities are out there? What else is there to learn? And I think um, especially with like a career like music, um, there are so many different um, pathways to go in, so many different opportunities and. Um, Nashville, I was curious to, I really wanted to learn more about recording and I wanted to learn more about, um, production, like, like, they're one and the same, um, but I was, I was so interested to, like, how do they record this and how, how, how did they get this to sound and, um, and just being around like what is it like to be around a city where it's just like packed with people where um there's just more people doing sort of the same thing you know i was yeah i was like just treating it almost like going it's like going to to college or something like that is moving to this big city and um just being like well there's there's going to be a lot of a lot of things here, perhaps, that I haven't um, experienced that um, I think drew me from what I was doing, which I was like, well, I can keep doing this thing. And I, and this is, I enjoy this thing here, but I sort of wanted to change and, and learn. And um, that's ultimately what, what drove me to come down here. And I'm always fascinated, man. Like, what what was that? Um, what was that like? Sort of, uh, you mentioned fascinating earlier. Maybe seen is my keyword in this <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. But yeah. what was it like? You know, trying to 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 break into the music scene down here. Because again, I think I think outside looking in, even before I came here, I thought it was like like country was was it. And and then I came here and I realized like, oh, even though country is like the thing here uh in terms of being i guess you could say like the king or whatever like there's so much like every like any kind of music you can think of um is also here it's not just country and and i think outside looking in like when i came to nashville i kind of thought like this was like the home of country i didn't realize it was home to so many musicians from all all different paths of the spectrum right so you know coming down here what what's that like just trying to uh 
to play shows and whatnot. I mean, do you, how do you kind of, I guess, um, you know, either shop yourself or just kind of, kind of break into that when there are so many, so many musicians here? I think, um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. Um, I had, um, I knew one, I had like one friend that I knew. I had a couple friends down here, um, that it was really, they, they really helped me out. Um, I had a friend named Luke who, um, he was like, Hey man, um, I'm just going to take you out and I'm going to introduce you to some people, you know? And I think for musicians that are maybe moving to this town, um, I mean, you're, what helped me was getting out in public and just meeting people and, um, them maybe just knowing what services I could offer, right? Or what, um, what I could do. And it's sort of, I mean, I spent, um, I don't recommend doing what I did, but I, um, <laughs> I spent probably 18 to 20 hours a day working for, um, maybe five years something um oh like, dang like non-stop going 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 to try to be able to support myself and continue making my own thing um so it it's a lot of it's a lot of hustling so my my experience moving down here was like um you know, I wasn't I wasn't gifted with tons and tons of um, connections or, um, you know, I, I've um, I've tried to just like be like, all right. Um, I remember distinctly like I I, um, I played at this assisted living center and this is down here one time and this is a thing that I I'm trying to remember always is like it's so difficult to like be in the moment and stay in the moment somewhere and like make the most of it. Right. And be like this gig right now, I have to, I have to make the absolute most of every single gig I'm possibly playing. Right. Yeah. Um, so coming down here was like, um, it was very intimidating. Um, and, uh, put up, a, a good experience to grow and that does that answer the question oh yeah for sure for sure was there was there a, a moment in time where you started to feel more more comfortable um like like at what point did you start to kind of feel did, did that pressure sort of wear off at all or, or is it still kind of always there with you as a musician when you perform um I think that's sort of like talking about the comedian sort of thing where um, you are able to ease into it a little more, but it's just, I always want to be respectful of like everybody else's time, right? Like there's 30 people in the audience or there's two people in the audience or there's one or whatever, you know, like um, it's always wanting to just, um,
try to be respectful of the moment. I don't know how to describe it. Um, and at the same time, being like, um, just, I mean, any chance, any time you get to do the thing that you love to do, like right now, you know? I mean, it's a, it's a fortunate thing to be able to do that in between eating and going to the bathroom, which we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Well, Stephen, uh, I, I won't keep you too much longer, man, because I, I told you I wouldn't I wouldn't keep you more than an hour. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but like we we definitely yeah. deep dove into something. <laughs> but in, in the time we have left, man, um, I did want to talk to you a little bit more about uh, about Thunder Lily, you know, because, you know, we, we touched on the the uh you know the pandemic and and what a challenging time it, it it's been for everybody you know obviously we're in 2021 now but we're still dealing with it you know cases here in tennessee haven't been good at all it's it's it is weird but but that being said you know you you released uh volume one uh that lp came out on on may 7th i believed and and also yeah. Across 2020, in addition to that, you've had, I think, like nine other singles that that you've come out with. Um, uh, yes. so, so I, I and I kind of and I'm always fascinated by artwork, too. And, and I noticed, at least on Spotify, it looked like um, so I'm going to I'm going to try to describe this visually for people who are listening to this. But the artwork, you have like a like a pyramid like a triangle basically on its side going into a circle and it seemed like with each release of each single there was more color that continued to fill in till it got to like the center of the circle and i think free correct me if i'm wrong might have been like the most recent one that came out yeah um so anyway i know i threw a lot at you there but uh you have you have been really busy during uh during the, these tough times and, and still put out an LP and, and, and basically almost another full album's worth of work. So I just, I wanted to talk to you about that experience and just, um, you know, putting out that music in the, in the course of this last year, man. Yeah, it's been, um, I mean, getting, I think, sort of looking at it and being like, what can I, can I do now? You know, um, for me, all of my, all of my gigs were cut, you know? So, um, right. So I then kind of put all of that energy into being like, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to put out songs every full moon in 2020 and then, 2021 i'm gonna put out songs every new moon and i'm gonna um sort of just see it as like this is a um any art journey any um songwriting anything is a it's a growing experience and um so i sort of been like well i've i've spent so many years with tons of songs on my dropbox you know just like that i haven't released um and I see this project as very much like a very, very experimental. <laughs> if anyone listens to it, you can, it's very experimental. It can go anywhere. You know, it's just an open space to throw, throw ideas in. And um, I've sort of been looking at it from like building out, like building the albums through the year, um, as well as also doing, um, so releasing the singles like an album 
like to go into an entire album over the year and then um also just doing these various things as if it's like little scenes and um, vignettes from a, a imaginary place yeah 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 it kind of it's it seems like it syncs up with the artwork then too right because it uh the color like what was i wrong on that like it, it filled in more as as it as it as I'm time glad went you on get, yeah i'm glad you got it it makes me um because i never know i like when you do anything you're like it does this make sense i don't know if this makes sense but this is what i'm trying to communicate is it like it's a journey and everything's step by step um life is step by step um sort of seeing it like if you watch like a um yeah, like uh, like if you load a video game up, it's like da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Like loads up, you know, it's like that sort of thing. And are are you doing all this to yourself, Stephen? Like uh, like um, the recording and and all of that. Like are are you? Is is this like a completely solo effort? It's not completely solo. Um, I'm I suppose the primary driver. Um. I am very fortunate to have like people around me that are they help in different ways, whether it's emotional support or um, like uh, actually working on it. A, a lot of the singles that were put out were collaborations with a lot of um, there are so many artists down here that that I've like fortunate to work with and um, so kind of have a team of people that's helping out with um, on the audio side and the vi video side. And then like with um, Thunder Lily Volume 1, I did that whole thing, um, just recorded it and did it by myself um, and then sent it uh, my, my friend Owen, um, who does a lot of the mixing and is, um, has really been a, um, a wonderful part of this this music um he mixed that and then um, we sent that off to another buddy for mastering so it's sort of learning as you go um you know what what can happen you know because it's this is an indie project i don't have a a huge budget at all um so i'm trying to make the most knowing that um what i can do is time you know, I have time. I might not have a huge budget to employ this whole sort of thing, but I, I can set aside more time, and I just need time. Yeah. Yeah. Who who did the uh, who did the artwork? I mean, I, I'm guessing you had the concept for that, like you said. The it's a, triangle it's, artwork, are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just made that trying to. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I yeah. I just made it and. Uh, uh like anything um i stole it from somewhere else and, uh, <laughs> and 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 uh tried to make it my own and then there's a uh wonderful artist um that goes by the name kooky collages and uh the thunder lily volume one art as well as the visitor ep art um she did and uh she's just a fantastic collage artist um and like the there's a single stay with you she did that art as well um so she's she's behind that she's doing all that stuff 
Yeah, dude, I I really I really loved it, man. I really uh, you know, on a personal level, I really connected with um I really liked unedited thoughts, which was was uh, you know, if people listen to that, it's like it's like a a 22-minute soundscape of piano and it's uh, it's cool, man. It had like a real cinematic vibe and like it, it takes you somewhere else I, I actually i really enjoyed that man like uh Thanks. i'm not like a like a three minute and out guy like i i'm good I, I i can i can take on like uh you know what i mean a longer longer song one of my favorite albums of all time is uh the blackening from machine head and then they kind of broke the mold at the time you know and 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 they had some longer songs on there but so anyway i, I really enjoyed unedited thoughts uh free Thanks. i really liked um Everything that happens will build you up, and then uh, Ghost Bay too. I just kind of liked in that one. It it, it almost really? felt, yeah, Ghost Bay almost felt like a meditation to me. That song was almost like I, I feel like I, if I listened to that to start like my day, it would probably help my stress level and my OCD and anxiety, you know, issues. <laughs> where just because like you're talking in there about uh, you know, be still and listen and like slow down, and I feel like. Uh, I have to tell myself that all the time, you know. <laughs> oh, we all we all do. We're all like, um, especially at this time. It's like, um, well, this time being, I guess, no different than any time that ever was. But um, this has been a really, a really tricky time, and uh, for a lot of people, you know. So um, it's a really crazy reminder to slow to slow down it's hard to do you know we live in a fast society it is man it is i i gotta remind myself like basically moment to moment to to, to be present and to uh you know to just to just not let let my hamster in a wheel brain roll but uh but speaking of rolling man steven this this has been a lot of fun i really enjoyed this thank you so much for your time i want to be yeah. respectful i told you i wouldn't keep you <laughs> No. Uh, more than an hour and we're we're a little bit over but uh um one last thing you know let people know and i'll obviously i'll put up the links um in the podcast description when i drop this episode um but let people know where they can find you and um you know what you have on the horizon you know you mentioned releasing a coinciding the release with uh with the new moons but um but yeah let people know where they can find you man sure um so if you visit travel inner space.com that's currently the website, so it has a lot of um, just links to if you're on if you want to be on Spotify or Amazon or iTunes. Um, if you're on Instagram, uh, it's at Thunder Lily Sound. Uh, Lily just has one L, um, and then uh, yeah, if uh, of course any digital provider and stuff like that. It's main YouTube as well. I'm gonna be putting up. Uh, new um, releases on YouTube and then I'm looking at a Patreon page so if you're on Patreon I'll be setting one of those things up um, uh, fairly soon so well Steven this has been great dude I really enjoyed the conversation you know we're, we're both in the Nashville area so hopefully when life gets back to normal dude it'd be, yeah. it'd be cool to be in person I'd love I'd love to check out a, a live gig too man yeah I would love to yeah when everything swings back I would love to and in the meantime take care of yourself and thank you so much for Thanks for taking your time um, to have me like a part of this. I appreciate that. You're welcome, Stephen. You're welcome anytime, brother. I appreciate it. And stay safe, man. Thanks. All right. Take okay. care. See you.
Dighty. There you have it. That was my conversation with Stephen Mullen, also known as Thunder Lily. Make sure you go follow him over on Instagram, at Thunder Lily Sound. The website is TravelInnerspace.com. The Bandcamp is thunderlily.bandcamp.com. You can also check them out. Other places you find music such as Spotify. I will make sure I put up all the links so you guys can go check out Steven's awesome work, man. Steven, thank you so much again for doing the show, dude. It was great to talk with you. It was cool to, to learn that we had some stuff in common and also just have a great conversation about music and kudos to you and what you're doing, man. Coming down to Nashville, chasing your dreams. And again, you guys, it's a really unique sound. I, I really hope that you guys go check out what he's doing. Because like I said, it's got some cool kind of synth wavy elements and like retro 80s vibe kind of elements. But then there's also just cool kind of spacey, ethereal, indie rock and pop things going on. It's really it's really a cool creative endeavor that he's doing. Um, some of the stuff that I, that I really like that he's put out, free... Everything That Happens Will Build You Up, Ghost Bay, which is almost like sort of like a meditation. Um, you know, it's it's really cool, man. So again, the LP Volume 1 is out. There were singles last year that I believe coincided with every full moon. This year, he's going to be releasing music with every new moon. So again, man, this, this is a guy who's a, a creative dude, and uh, I really appreciate the time and really appreciate what he's doing. So thank you again so much, Stephen. I really appreciate talking with you, man, and and I meant what I said. I really hope that uh, as more people get vaccinated and as uh, as uh, more people get healthy and we can get back to hopefully a, a more normal state of, of life, I would love to come check out a new uh, a live show, rather. Uh, so, yeah, dude, thank you again so much. And, you know, you guys know me, man. If you listen to the show, I like to, I like to put on, uh, you know, people from where I'm from because there is a lot of history. My girlfriend gives me crap about it sometimes. We'll drive by Jeeps and stuff, and I'll be like, you know, that was made in Toledo. Oh, you know that band? They're from Toledo. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, hey, listen, man, I'm proud of my town, man. Um, you know, it's Northwest Ohio is really uh, – it's 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 part of my lineage, man. You know, it's tied into who I am and that blue-collar mentality and just getting after it and, you know, being straightforward, being good to people, being kind with people, uh, and being kind to people rather and – you know, but also standing your ground when you need to and just being a stand-up person, man. Like, that's that's all Toledo. That's all where I'm from and what I learned uh, and from my parents. And, you know, again, the work ethic, the proof is in the pudding with a guy like Steven, man. You know, with the number of shows that he's done over the years, uh, the, the various places that he's, that he's played in, as you heard in that conversation. So he's somebody who's really cutting his teeth. And it's, it's really cool to me to see somebody chase their dreams and really dedicate themselves to their craft and getting better at what they do. And again, it's a really, really unique sound, man. So thanks again, Stephen. And thanks again to all of you. Once again, march4th.podbean.com. Go to the Instagram at march4thpod. Follow me if you're so inclined. Check out the link tree. Uh, those are, you know, you guys got to understand something. The link tree, I know it's not hard to put together, but, you know, I'm relatively new to the gram, which is weird to say because I'm approaching 33 and uh, usually people in my age bracket are all over social media. But, uh, you know, I'm one who tends to keep my private life private. And uh, these days, everybody seems to be sharing everything. <laughs> so I, I actually have a, a larger following on Twitter because I've, I've been on Twitter since like 2010. I got on there when I got out of college. And um, 
would tweet out links to stories and stuff I was doing when I was doing sports writing and music feature writing and stuff. So there's actually a larger base on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, but but I'm not going to beg for followers. But at the same time, like I, I've obviously I'm going to this is my show, so I'm going to let you know where to go to find me if you want to hear more stuff. But uh, but yeah, I think the the link tree is a cool thing, man. You know, life is good when you're excited about Linktrees. <laughs> Linktree, if you want to sponsor this, you can sponsor it. But in all seriousness, thank you so much. At March 4th Pod on Instagram, on Twitter, at Mike V. Baum. And I will, again, make sure that I put up the links to all of Steven's work. Thunder Lily Sound on Instagram. TravelInnerspace.com. Thunderlily.bandcamp.com. You can find them on Spotify. It's really, really good stuff. So I hope you and yours are healthy. And if not, I will have you in my thoughts and prayers. And just be good to each other. We are about halfway through February 2021. Just send up positive vibes, man. Whatever your dreams are, go chase them. Whatever it is that you want to do or improve on, go do it. And, uh, you know, hopefully conversations like this inspire you to go do it, man. So it's 2021. I'm about it. I hope you're about it. Thank you so much. Keep the faith and be kind to one another. I'm going to leave you guys with Thunder Lily's latest single, Try Something New. Peace. Yeah.